on the next Sales as King. The Zoom economy is in full swing. The old days are gone, and the new modern selling is upon us. How are you doing? Have you adapted? What do you need to do to succeed, not only in the last three months of this year, but moving into 2021 and 22? The stakes are higher. The game is changing. Are you ready? Now, on Sales as King. Everybody, welcome back to Sales is King. Dan Sixsmith, happy to be back with you. It's been way too many weeks. I apologize. Just been super slammed, but um, it's all good. Glad you're with us and um, excited for another episode of the Sales is King podcast. And we've been at this since 2017. Can't believe it. Um, hope you enjoyed the last episode. James Muir talked about how you really need to do referrals, how to do it right, how to get more of them, and how to make more money. So please listen to that last episode. Um, It was one of our uh, better ones as well. Really want to hear how you're doing? Drop me a note, dan.sixsmith at gmail. Um, How's the year been? It's obviously been a crazy year, guys, right? Um, And it gets crazier as the days go on. Um, So... You know, we want to talk today about, you know, we're, we're calling this episode Unstoppable Selling in the Zoom Economy. Think about that for a minute. Unstoppable Selling in the Zoom Economy. What do we mean by that? We want to figure out how to succeed better than ever um, in this, what I'm calling the Zoom Economy. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I sit on Zoom meetings now literally all day long. And I know a lot of my colleagues and um, friends that I know are doing the same thing. So I think, and my contention is, um, you know, your prospects are busier now than they were pre-COVID. At least you could grab somebody uh, in the car somewhere or um, at an airport or, um, you know, just moving around a little bit. I mean, people just can't get off the Zooms these days. And if you're a provider of a Zoom competitor, I apologize, but Zoom is fast becoming the Kleenex and the Xerox um, of online meetings. Sorry, WebEx and GoToMeeting, although I see Microsoft Teams coming on quite a bit um, as well. And my, my Mac just doesn't like, my Mac is allergic to Microsoft Teams, by the way. It literally just shuts down whenever I, um, download it. But I want to talk about you know what we need to do, how are we going to get to the end of 2020 strong, number one. Um, you know, how are we adjusting our sales game to get to success moving into 2021? Because things are moving fast. Things are changing fast. Things have already changed. So, you know, if you're still kind of flailing about and you know, kind of lamenting the um, the past and the way it used to be, uh, you don't want to go there, guys, because um, there are many companies that have done that and that have vanished. And we've talked about this over the years on the podcast, the blockbusters. 
you know, the Toys R Us, um, all these models that Kodak, you know, the models where they just literally just the, the rug just got pulled out um, and, and, and business evolved uh, right by them. You know, Ubers, Amazons, Netflix, you know, these are the new darlings um, and they've, they've taken over um, and re, you know, completely changed the business model and left a wake of companies, a trail of companies in their wake. So, you know, what have we got to do? How are we going to deal with this? Um, <clears throat> you know, how do we sell more effectively uh, on Zoom? How do we make an impact? Um, how does our sales motion change? How is our follow-up different? What do we need to achieve on these Zoom calls? How is it different than a face-to-face call? And that's what we'll cover today. Um, it won't be too long of an episode because I'm literally actually just uh, have a break in between meetings and I wanted to definitely get something back on the airwaves here. But, you know, what I see is that um, we've got to get to the point like right away, <laughs> you know, the attention spans are, if you thought they were short before, they're beyond short now. People are, you know, kind of staggering from meeting to meeting, um, and you've really got to grab their attention. You've really got to differentiate, and you really need to get to the point. And again, you know, I keep coming back to this and beating a dead horse, but, you know, the the research you can do, um, the up-to-the-minute research is going to be critical to differentiate your offering and to be able to put together a, a game plan for these calls. You know, you can't just keep going from meeting to meeting and clicking the blue button and just staggering through these calls and hoping things go well. We've got to spend the time um, the night before to look at the game plan, you know, look at the meetings, figure out you know, what is going to be our approach? What angle do we want to take? What assumptions are we going to make? What do we think we know? Or what have we heard in prior meetings? You know, the, the, the preparation part is, is more important than ever before. Um, and we need to get someone's attention to show them that we understand what they're going through. Um, we'd like to learn more about it. You know, this is what we think we know. And the great news is we definitely know we can help. You know, confidence has to be sharper than ever before. Belief in yourself, belief in your product needs to be paramount. Um, You know, when we get to pricing and numbers, that's got to be rock solid confident. No hemming and hawing and feeling uncomfortable. You've got to put those numbers out there. You've got to believe in the value of those numbers. And you've got to get those numbers and not discount. Um, You know, we talk a lot about value selling, value selling tools. You need to have tools that demonstrate ROI. You could hit me up for those. We've talked about that in the past. Um, My company does that. And it's super important uh, that you put together a business case. Um, But the reality is, and when we look at the data and the research, and what the analyst firms are saying is that this is not going to go back to the way it was. 
Um, it may not be, you know, Zoom central for the rest of our lives. You know, we may actually get out and see customers. But many of the firms, such as Forrester, are saying that, you know, the actual in-person meetings are going to be few and far between and more um, special type meetings, higher level meetings with senior executives. We don't even know which companies are going back to work and when um, or which offices are, you know, going to be reopened. So you just don't know. You have to assume that this is going to be the norm. And if you haven't figured out that it's different selling online than in person, then you're already behind the eight ball and you need to change your approach. So research critical, get to the point, differentiate, um, have the business value, um, have the numbers. So the other thing is, you know, the buying experience has got to be different. What's the buying experience, right? So when someone uh, is on a Zoom with you, are you in command of that meeting? Your camera's on. Are you confident? Are you looking at, you know, I would not, I would not say to go on speaker view. I would go on the gallery view. Look and see how engaged everyone is because you can see that. And you can see if someone's looking out the window, if their dog is on their lap, um, you know, if they're having a sandwich and if they're in another world, you need to engage them. Mention their name. John, do you have any questions on that? Um, do you have reactions? What are your thoughts? Uh, rather than saying, you know, this is another thing. Does that make sense? To me, I hate that. I hate that. Does that make sense? What you really want, what you really are trying to say is, are you with me? Do you want to buy this, right? <laughs> You're not going to say that yet. But say, what are your thoughts? Tom or, or John or Sharon, you know, call on them. You know, you're commanding this meeting. And, you know, if someone looks like they're out to lunch, and particularly if they're going to be an important cog in this wheel, if there's someone you need to connect with, you need to engage them. Because sometimes people get on these meetings, and, you know, this is their 10th of 12 meetings, and they're literally, you know, thinking about, you know, what they're going to eat for dinner, going out for a walk, getting the heck out of here. You know, people are just starting to melt down a little bit. So look in the gallery view. Make sure everyone's engaged. Say, what are your thoughts? Do you see this? Are you experiencing this? Um, what are your reactions? You know, that's good ways to engage and get a dialogue going. If, if people aren't engaging with you, that's going to be a checkout mode. They're not interested. So you need to get them asking questions. You need to ask them what they're seeing, um, reactions, comments, even have them challenge, perhaps, or what they think might be wrong with what you're showing. Um, anything to get people talking is critical. Looking at that gallery view, making sure everyone's engaged is definitely critical. The buying experience, like, so let's go back to that. Um, you're, you're commanding the Zoom meeting. You're on camera. Your light is on. You're dressed well. That's the other thing. I see guys showing up in, you know, rags. Uh, that's, that's not the right impression. You have to dress as if you are going to see people in person and you have to dress with respect for yourself, um, to show that you're a successful, um, sales rep, sales manager, whatever. So take pride, dress well, have the light on, get yourself a high definition camera. 
Um, I see people where they they turn on their camera, their their um, computer camera, and they look like they're um, you know they're they're coming to us from uh, Neptune. You know, it's like a grainy; they can barely see uh, who the person is. You know, you have to spend some money, get the correct light. Um, you know, if it's a nice background of your room or wherever you're at, that's great. There are pl- plenty of uh, virtual backgrounds you can go with. But get the, get the high-definition camera and, you know, make it an inviting experience, okay? Differentiate the buying experience. It's a professional experience. You're going to talk about, you know, all of their issues. You're going to make it personal to them. You're going to exude confidence and show them that you've done this countless times before. You can do it again for them, um, and then start to paint the picture of what it will look like after they implement your solution. What are those benefits going to be? How excited is everyone going to be? Um, how far ahead of the competition this is going to put them? And you know, and we also talk about one of the things I like to do is talk about the the, the delivery. You know, the delivery team, the experience, the process. What is that going to be like? How long will it be? Who are the people? Who's going to be involved? What's the team like? Um, all extremely important. If you have, you know, trophy customers and, and, and examples, by all means, include those. Um, talk about the successes you've had because people, you know, people are even more risk averse than they were before. Buyers are even more risk averse. So we've got to be able to, you know, talk about their pain points, show them the risk of standing still versus the risk of spending money with you. So those are some initial thoughts on what we should be doing on a Zoom call. Um, The other thing is, you know, there's not a lot of time to waste. So you've really got to get down to business Make sure you manage your time properly, too. I've seen a lot of calls where, you know, we just kind of blast right up against the time and everybody's fleeing to the next meeting. And then the next thing you know, you're back in email chasing hell. And you don't want that. So leave plenty of time. Keep an eye on the clock. Uh, If someone else is on the call with you, make sure that they chime in as you're getting close. Definitely leave, leave at least 10 minutes preferably longer, to talk about next steps, uh, to answer questions, to make sure everybody's crystal clear, to have time for you to ask um, if people are buying in, if they think this is something that they would like to pursue, to learn more about their process in terms of where do we go from here? Who else needs to be in here to make a decision? Who owns the budget? If we throw some budget numbers out, is that budget workable? Do you have that budget? And when do you need to spend that money? All very critical. Are we a new vendor? How long does that take? Is it an easy setup or is it uh, a multi-month slugfest to get set up as a new vendor? This is all the information we need to know so that we can properly set our own expectations, our management's expectations, and then the ability to um, tailor our follow-up as such.
So if they need, you know, two weeks to get their act together, we're going to get a we're going to get a meeting on before we hang up. We're going to say let's put a placeholder out there for two weeks. Um, at all costs, try and get a placeholder set up so that you're not back in the email chasing derby. It's just not a great place to be. As interested as they might be, people are busy. They don't even want to look at emails. I'm hearing from a lot of people that they'd rather be on Slack. They're looking at text. The emails are just overwhelming. So it'd be easy to, you know, to have that loss. So very clear plan of next steps, right down to business. How do we, uh, where are we going from here? Do I have your buy-in and support? You got to ask this. You got to know. You, you don't want to leave it for chance. Um, and you don't want to be sitting there chasing down opportunities that are long dead because people just didn't tell you the truth and you didn't ask them. So plain, speak plainly, but respectfully, uh, get an understanding of where things are, demonstrate value, stay engaged, look at the audience, right? Read the room. Well, we're going to read the Zoom, right? Read the Zoom. Make sure people are looking. They're looking down at their email. They're sitting there with a, with a you know, uh, a package of cheese doodles. You know, you got people, I've seen it all. Are they gone? Is there like a blank space? Nobody there, a seat? with no one sitting in it, um, you know, you've got you've to see what's happening here. Um, preparation, of course, is also critical. So what else? Um, you know, make sure you have the right tools. Um, you know, we talked about business case, ROI, business value, but there's other stuff too, right? Um, the presentation deck is going to be extremely important now, too, more so than in person. Because I think in person, you're, the, um, you're most of the show. And while I think you're most of the show here, um, the screen is also very important. I think the decks are becoming more important in the Zoom economy than they were in the kind of pre-COVID world. So what are you showing? And how flexible is it? Are you flipping up a PowerPoint? There was a stat that we saw, and I've got to, I've got to look for it, but um, uh, they, they surveyed some buyers, and, and there was a high percentage of buyers that said they'd rather go to the dentist than look at another PowerPoint. Because let's face it, it's just it's boredom. It, it's boredom, and it's, um, it's just sameness, right? And we see so much sameness that you know, we need something interesting. So we've just come up with, uh, at my company, Mediafly, we just acquired a company. And we're now creating decks that pa- standard PowerPoint, we start with a standard PowerPoint and literally turn them into interactive and engaging microsite experiences with motion graphics, with personalization, non-linear navigation, so you can jump around as you would on a really cool website. And what this does is it just engages the audience with, first of all, super creativity, um, super user experience, and they want to, not only, you know, not only do they want to see more of this cool kind of 
engaging experience, but then they want to hear more from you. So having something exceptionally engaging that can pivot quickly, that can um, you know act like a modern website uh, for a seller, I think is going to be super critical. So that's another thing you can um, you could hit me up on if you need help with taking your standard boring you know, thousand-year-old-looking decks and turn them into whiz-bang, modern, microsite-type experiences with videos and motion graphics and just really wowing the audience. Um, And the combination of that super deck with your um, uh, leading the charge in a commanding fashion is going to be what puts you over the top when we look at selling in Zoom meetings. Um, that's just as plain as simple. So, so hit me up about that if that's, if that's of interest. The other thing is it's like, you know, you might think it's basic, but it's, it's something that I come across quite a bit and it's effort. It's effort. You know, if you're not happy with your results, you can't keep doing and putting in the same amount of time. It's, it's just not practical. It's not going to work. So if you're starting your day at eight or nine and you're stopping at five, and you're not pleased with your results, then you have to start at 7 and end at 7. Or you have to start at 6 and end at 6 or 7. Or you have to work for 4 or 5 hours on the weekend. It's just, it's just the law of nature. The more effort you put in, the better off you're going to be. And quite honestly, in this challenging and changing Zoom-type uh, environment, that's what's required. So the folks that are you know, at the top of their craft are putting the time in. And that's so easy to control. It's so easy to control. It's not rocket science. It's just putting in consistent time, day in, day out, focused time on your craft of selling, on learning how to improve, on reading what buyers want, on reading what successful selling um, is going on right now, social selling. What are the top social sellers doing? What are some of the top uh, leaders in in sales doing today? Um, How are companies equipping their sales team for success? These are all things that are so easy for us to do, so easy for us to control that we must do it. And not doing it is really inexcusable. So, you know, you need to be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm doing everything I possibly can to make myself a success. And I'm putting in the time. And you know what? If you're not achieving the results, if you keep putting in the time, you're going to achieve the results. But if you're half-baking it, if you're just doing kind of the bare minimum, if you're whining and flailing around about how things used to be and how things are tough now, you know, I have a bunch of friends whose, um, you know, kids are now coming out of college and um, everyone's whining, you know, uh, the kids can't find a job. And it's so tough out there. And, you know, this one's living at home and that one's living at home. And, you know, it's just so hard. And I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't accept that. And it's, and it's interesting, you know, I say, so how are they, so what's their process? You know, tell me about their process. Oh, you know, they're doing this, they're doing that, you know. And I'm like, well, what kind of, what kind of timing, what kind of time are they putting into it? Oh, I'm not sure, you know. But, and I said, listen, if they want to be successful, their job is finding a job. 
their job is finding a job. So what that means is they get up early as if they were going to go to their job. They go to their desk, turn on the light, and their job for a minimum of eight hours is finding a job. It's networking. It's making phone calls. It's research. It's more networking. It's talking to um, parents, friends of your parents. It's, it's you know, a, a much more concerted and consistent effort than you think needs to be required. You can't throw a few darts out there, lob a few resumes over into LinkedIn. And so I say the same thing to, to people that I coach in sales. It's the effort has to be there. You just have to outwork everybody. You have to outwork everybody, part A, and then part B, you have to know what the hell you're doing when you get there, right? This is not about the old glad handing. When you get to the table, when you get to the batter's box, you have to know how to hit a curveball. You have to know about the pitcher. You have to know how to anticipate what they might throw, right? You work in the batting cage. It's the same thing with sales. You have to know how to navigate these calls. You have to know what common problems are, and you have to be on your A game because it is getting super competitive. So think about these things. We'll talk about it some more. Um, let me know what you think. Let me know what you're seeing out there. Let me know how, you know, things, anything you might need help with for sure. But, but just remember this. Um, the stakes are higher than ever before. Um, the economy, we just have no idea which way it's going to go. We don't know. It could be fine today and a disaster tomorrow. So we have to be prepared every single day to go out there, to work hard, and to understand how we compete in this very challenging Zoom economy. Do it.